0: I like to call this little number, striped sweater.
1: The best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time. One with a collar, turtleneck,
2: that's the kind.
1: This week on Young Nostalgia, we're ready to podcast. Let's take a look. It is yet another wonderful day in young nostalgia history. This is Then and Now, Volume 9. I'm Nolan. As always, Ben is beside me, and we are currently podcasting this week from the only two stalls in the local Taco Bell. Ben, how are you doing today, big guy? (laughs)
2: Uh, obviously not pretty good if we're, uh, camped out in the Taco Bell bathroom. <laughs> well, we just had their new black bean crunch wrap and it went right through us. <laughs> is this, is this a tie into the, uh, toilet paper on the top or bottom? Yes,
1: absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Okay, well, let's introduce our guest. Okay, guest two weeks in a row. How crazy is that? Um, We have another special guest. Well, he's been on before. Uh, Ben's brother, Andy, is back on the show to talk about Then and Now Volume 9. We're going to be talking about all about SpongeBob. Apparently, Andy's brother has a hidden um, knowledge base of the cartoon SpongeBob. So, uh, we love the cartoon, and we've brought him on to rack his brain about it. Andy, how you doing today, big guy?
0: I'm doing pretty great. (laughs) That's awesome. What (laughs) interview
1: material. This is great. (laughs) So good to have you here. Okay, but (laughs) let's let's talk about this quick. So uh, along with the over and under with toilet paper, right? So we got past that argument, but how about this? Do you guys just wad it up in a ball or do you fold it up evenly and then wipe? Because some people oh my just good wad God. it up and wipe, but then some people have to like, you know.
0: You're a maniac if you just wad it up.
1: Yes. That's
2: that yeah, is exactly. should, if that is found out, you should be committed to an insane
1: assignment. <laughs> yep. The only possible solution. I'm glad I'm glad we're all on the same page with that. Because <laughs> the way
2: you started off with that, you weren't necessarily giving away your method. And so I was I was really kind of thinking that you're gonna go towards the wad up route and I was going to have to rethink this whole friendship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I'm glad that we were able to figure that out <laughs> no i am i am most definitely a fold over and then use do you guys have a a perfect number or perfect amount that you want like fold up and then use five squares
2: <laughs> five squares <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, i I don't know I just say that it has it pro- I think a certain amount of it depends on the... Uh, M- amount of
0: protection you think you need?
2: Well, yeah, that and the the, the quality of the TP.
0: Okay, good call. Because good if you're call. at,
2: like, you know, truck stop, sandpaper, TP, <laughs> then, you know, you, you're going to need a little bit more.
1: Right, right. For that one, you just keep on yanking
0: until right. you feel like you're done,
1: and right. then you just use it, so. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so... um, <laughs> like we said this is then and now volume nine we're going to be talking about the spongebob cartoon um kind of where it started at and then where it ended as well as everything in between in terms of um the character developments uh storylines and even some behind the scenes talk of how the writing changed throughout the ages um and we talked about uh, spongebob in the past with the passing of its creator Um, but now we're going to be talking about more about the content so are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I can't hear you.
2: Aye, aye, Captain.
1: All right, shut up.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Love you guys forever. All right, Andy. <laughs> so let's just start off the show about talking uh, kind of why we love SpongeBob individually, and then we'll talk about... Um, The beginnings of Spongebob, where it ended, and then we'll kind of branch off from there. So, Andy, what about Spongebob draws you to the cartoon?
0: Spongebob being an idiot. (laughs) 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 Pretty simply put.
1: Pretty simply put. (laughs) I like it. Any um, episode in particular or anything that, uh, like one of his quirks that you enjoy?
0: (laughs) That he works at it. The Krusty Krab. And he's a fry cook? Cr- <laughs> <laughs> he's a sponge, it's a fry cook. <laughs> I don't know. Is there much more that needs to be said?
1: All right, all right. Interview over, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, enough said, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, I guess we can kind of go around the horn here. I mean, it's. I think uh, in my mind, a lot of the allure is the just the mindless nature of the show in general. You know, it, you don't have to, you don't have to think about anything it's just inherently funny and and that's i think i can i think i can kind of allude to what we'll be talking about a little bit later as the show progressed the show changed a little bit um but especially early on um that's definitely was one of the perks of the show is that it was just you know mindless goofy comedy that you could just watch it and not think about anything other than just laughing at how dumb spongebob and patrick were and the the hijinks that they got into right
1: yeah absolutely and it just makes no sense like they literally just make the stupidest things hilarious um and just the way that they like interacted with their environment was always funny um and things just outrageous uh predicaments they got themselves in
2: right and it's just like you know andy was saying that uh uh you know, it could be stuff that wouldn't necessarily be funny at all if it wasn't a sponge fry cook and a like a an idiot starfish.
0: Yeah, there are plenty right. of times <laughs> right. in the show that like it doesn't. They're stupid everyday situations, but because it's a sponge and a starfish, it makes it dumb. <laughs> <Like>. Right. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so funny. Okay, so <clears throat> Andy, man take us back to the roots. Um, talk to us about, uh, why did this show kind of catch on? Uh, what was the style of the show or what about the characters made it so unique?
0: Well, uh, especially in the beginning of the show, the, the, the main draw was really the activities that SpongeBob and Patrick got themselves into. It was about the imagination and creativity of the show. Okay. And that it kind of lost that, especially when, uh, what we're talking about later the when the main writer of the show left but the original draw to it was the hijinks Mm -hmm. rather than what new cartoons play as as the stupidity and stuff
1: okay i see what you're saying so they were like okay with being dumb kind of thing yeah (laughs) okay All (laughs) all right so um Talk to us about like the dynamics of the characters. What kind of evens them all out? Like, let's start with SpongeBob and Patrick, right? So, what do they bring to the show individually
0: that made it work? That they were always a team. They were they were uh, even throughout the entire series as people in the background changed. That they were always a team together. They never really played against each other, but they they I can't say specifically, but they each added to each other in a comedic way. They, they, the, the idea of a sponge and a starfish being together doing nonsensical <laughs> things really was the main the main thing about the entire show, especially from the beginning.
2: Yeah, I, I guess I really haven't thought about it ever <clears throat> that way before. I mean, I think there's only one or two episodes off the top of my head that I can remember that uh, really pitted SpongeBob and Patrick against each other, and... Yeah. You know, and e- even then, it was over something so dumb and goofy that it was, you know, it was still funny. I guess, I guess the the two that I can really think of is the uh, uh, uh Patrick thought SpongeBob ate his chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, went, now yeah. I'm gonna stop. Yeah. yeah, National Free Balloon Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Free Balloon. Um, day. And the other one would be when SpongeBob wanted to, uh, he basically turned into like a hippie and wanted to go live free among the jellyfish and Patrick oh, couldn't, yeah. couldn't handle the loss of his best friend SpongeBob.
0: Yeah. They they very much worked dynamically together and <laughs> <laughs> putting them against each other was not was an interesting thing for the show writers to do. The, right. The, and there was it wasn't very often wa- that that happened.
1: Right. And there was an episode, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but Squidward kind of separated them in a way, but then he also brought them back together like forcing him into his house and was giving him that soda and they blew up
2: oh yeah wow i do not remember <laughs> the context bad that at all and then what finally brought him back together is they were, they were totally just uh down in this soda water and they started giggling for whatever or they burped and bubbles were coming out and yeah. then they started giggling and all the uh, squidward's uh uh, the Easter Island had started filling up with with bubbles and eventually blew up, and then it was SpongeBob <laughs> and Patrick were best friends again. And then, classic, you know, Squidward came home and his house was gone. And you know, just like every episode of SpongeBob, Squidward always ends on the always ends up on the short end of the stick.
0: <laughs> right. Boy, I, I I like to think I know a lot about SpongeBob, but none of that is ringing a bell. <laughs> I have no oh. idea. So we, oh, what episode is that?
2: We stumped the official SpongeBob <laughs> history. What? <laughs> It That's crazy.
1: Have- <laughs> I don't I don't think it's good to discredit our fancied guest on the show only like 10 minutes in. It's good it's good to have you. Okay, all right. Let's get back on track a little bit. So talk to talk to us a little bit like about the stages, right? So how long like what were the years the years that SpongeBob was being actively made and then break it up with like okay, so, 1999 through 2000-something, this is kind of what the show tried to do. And then after that, how'd the, how'd the show change? You guys keep on shaking your head, and I feel like I'm saying something
0: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, the show very much started out as, like, about the creativity and imagination of SpongeBob and Patrick, and how they played along with other characters, but... um now I, I'm sad that I don't have exact dates, but when Steven Hillenburg left the show, the show writer, um, for the first time, he, uh, that creativity and imagination kind of went away from the show. It was more about, and that and then it became more about SpongeBob and Patrick just straight up being idiots and babies, mm-hmm. and that was like, those were some of the show's worst episodes. When okay. it, was, it wasn't playing on the show being idiotic just because of the setting that it was in. It was about the characters being dumb. Because the well, show in, inherently is dumb because it's, it's a, a kitchen sponge in the ocean. <laughs> but... <laughs> this, go ahead. Well, I, I, I kind of... From what I, I gathered,
2: like pr- prior conversations that we've had, um, I think it would be easy to split the entire series into three very discernible sections, mm-hmm. right? So there would be a post Steven Hillenberg or a pre still Hillenberg while he left. And then after he came back, is yeah. that correct? And yeah, then I think, yeah. I think, you know, the, the, the early original Steven Hillenberg, I think there's probably a, a that was a, like the first three subset, seasons. If I would call a it. subset in there too, I wouldn't necessarily call it a generation of the show. But it's okay. Uh, um, it's it seems like there's also might be a smaller group in there where it was original animation, then the animation changed. Uh, so maybe can go on that a little bit. Very yeah.
0: Um, Steven Hillenberg very much wanted it to be a, a classic cartoon with like I said imagination and creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first season was all storyboarded, all hand drawn, um, and they they tried to move away from that um, in the next few. They storyboarded by hand main scenes and then they did the rest digitally. Now and you, he didn't like that. You, when you said the first feud, is that the first few seasons? The, no, first the first episodes? the first season was okay. all hand drawn. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, um, okay. Which kind of played into the the show too, because not every scene was not every thing they did was exactly the same. It added character to the show. When everything got smooth and round and everything was coherent throughout the show, it kind of went downhill, and that was the time when he left.
2: Uh okay, and so I guess the only that it wasn't necessarily just an an abrupt he left, and it was uh, and the show changed. It was
0: kind of a, a slowly sliding downhill, and he decided to leave. He yeah, he kind of didn't like the way the show was going, and he didn't, and he's and he was still on the team when he left, but he just wasn't heading the show. Um oh, he was a part okay. of it for ideas, and basically that was it. Um, and when when the showrunner changed to uh, Paul Tibbet, things really went downhill as far as quality of content. Um, okay. Which is, about, which is similar to the time when they started doing all digital animation and the characters got cuter rather than right. the original characters.
2: Now, I see. Now, I guess I, I have another question that you may or may not have the answer to in that regard. So, Paul Tibbet took over as the lead for the show. The. In that time period when Spongebob really kind of, (laughs) I'll say Spongebob hit rock bottom. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That was terrible. uh, (laughs) um, Was that Paul Tibbetts' vision for the show or was that he didn't necessarily know what he was doing or
0: a mixture of the two? I don't know that that was his vision for the show necessarily. I think I mean he obviously knew what he was doing. He was in a position to get the job, so he he knew something about character development in cartoons. But okay. it was I think it was just kind of the direction that cartoons were heading at the time—that everything got cute and fun for young wimpy kids, basically. <laughs> gotcha. <dude>. I see. <laughs>
2: and so I am not a weenie. Well. And we, <laughs> We, I don't think we were going to talk about it quite yet, but I guess we've gotten into it enough to where we should probably talk about what Andy means by the show changing when Steven Hillberg left as far as um, things getting cute. The the comedy changed a little bit. So uh, do you maybe want to explain a little bit what you mean by that as like what, what about the characters made it that way? Like what, what
0: specifically changed? Spongebob, in the late, in the middle seasons of the era of the show running, Spongebob started to become a child. Rather than an adult, like with adult things, he started to become a child, like uh, crying a lot in shows. And uh. Uh, the animation itself got round and bubbly mm-hmm. rather than the original, like a little bit not perfect drawing that came with not all digital animation. So that... It all kind of played into a cuteness factor that made him look, made them appeal to younger. It almost seemed like they were aiming the show towards a younger audience in general.
2: Okay,
1: interesting. Because
0: I know now, my- do you think, do you think that was like an external
1: push based on what was going on? That if if we didn't change this show, we're not going to make our ratings like we used to, kind of thing. Where like I- either parents were kind of reading between the lines of some of the innuendos that Spongebob did, and they were like, we got to stop this kind of thing. <laughs> or like, what What do you think uh, made them change? Was it ex- existential or internal?
0: I think it was them attempting to appeal to a wider audience, to keep the audience they had with the trying to stay with stupid content, which is not what they should have done, in my opinion. But they tried to widen it to a little bit younger Children, okay. Which, okay. I don't know whether that would be. I. I would say that was an internal, but I don't know. I. I, I would say that it's them trying to appeal to a younger generation. Because mm-hmm. I, I know see. myself just watching the show. It's it's super easy. Obviously, it's
2: super easy to pick out the differences in these seasons, but it's you know like we talked about before how it was, uh, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick. You know, we kind of focus on them, but it was it was really kind of everyone in general, um, that. They started off as everyone was everyone was adults they might not necessarily been the most intelligent of adults but they were adults nonetheless and so as the show progressed you know it was more situational comedy revolving around them and their reactions to certain situations and there was there was there was a, a plot to the show and so to each episode and so what i myself have noticed that you know, the the characters, they kept their outward appearance to an extent, which we can talk about. I know there were changes to um, a little bit of the animation to eat on the character level as well. Um, but I've noticed that it became less about the situational comedy of the show and more about just the characters doing individual dumb things. A series of dumb occurrences by the characters... That don't really relate to a plot line.
0: Yeah, it was they. They started bringing their own issues upon themselves, like that is a fantastic way of putting it. Getting themselves into (laughs) getting themselves into bad situations that they had to figure out a way or get out of. Right. Whereas, it wasn't just people. It wasn't just things happening to them like it was originally. Mm -hmm. Things like like the first episode, SpongeBob, was going to get a job at Krusty Krab.
2: And but, It was his adventure
0: on his way to go to a job interview. Yeah, but it changed later, mm-hmm. I, I, especially at that low point when Stephen Hillenburg was, wasn't the showrunner. But mm-hmm. yeah. okay, do you have an example of an episode in particular
1: that kind of exemplifies that in a way?
0: You're asking a lot. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Actually, <laughs> well, yes, I do. Is, there is quite a bit. They, I don't know the name of it, but. It was the Glove World episode where they oh, yeah, him yeah, and yeah. Patrick went and they got into a fight somehow just because. Am I wrong on this? Uh, no, well th-
1: this is the episode that he kind of goes down uh, to the dot to rock bottom, right? He goes. Yeah. Is it
0: the same one? I'm no. pretty sure. I was thinking of oh, a there's... different Glove, Glove World episode. Oh, enlighten
2: me. I didn't know there was a different Glove
0: World episode. Where, maybe this is too new. That you would know, um, they were there, and it, I think it was a Valentine's Day episode.
2: Oh, and for uh. some reason,
0: SpongeBob got mad at Patrick or something. I, it, it escapes me now, but they ended up like just making up at the end. But it was all there was no outside forces driving them. It, I, if I recall, it was just SpongeBob and Patrick getting mad and then being happy. And then Sandy Cheeks was in there somewhere, but that it wasn't an outside force. She came in at the end, but it was it was right them getting into trouble and then getting out of it it was pretty cookie cutter cartoon I see
1: okay so I can kind of draw parallels here where Spongebob and Patrick um, started poking fun of Sandy about Texas right all of this stuff builds up builds up builds up and then all that had to happen is that everyone's in the Crested Crab by the end and then everything's just fine nothing has ever changed after that episode
2: that kind of thing Y- yes and no i guess i don't know like, I, I guess i mean i i, I realized the question <laughs> was directed towards andy but i think I, 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 I,
0: i'm i'm a little stumped by that i'm having trouble re- <laughs> <laughs> recalling <laughs>
2: this is this is amazing well i i think i no i think that is that is good um and I think that's that's kind of what you were talking about, Andy, but the difference in those two scenarios are... Oh, are Continue, you, are you going to go? No, I say the difference in those two, <laughs> scenari- <laughs> those two scenarios are um, <laughs> the one where SpongeBob and Patrick, and basically all of Bikini Bottom has given Sandy a hard time about Texas, is that there is, there is a huge level of outside forces impacting on... It, it, the
0: situation. Sandy, I would not consider to be a main character. I mean, she obviously has a different look, and not a, She's not just a fish, but right. she's outside enough of the normal character space, which I would say would be like SpongeBob, Patrick, Squidward, and Mr. Krabs, would be the no- main four characters. SpongeBob and Patrick being the main two, but right. Sandy's out far enough that that was I would consider that to be an outside force acting on them. But okay, okay, but yes, yeah, sim- and- similar in the way that you're saying that it's two people just having a conflict and making up or or a group of people having a conflict and making up. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: But I guess, you know, in that way, it kind of brings about like, so Sandy is like a squirrel and she came from Texas and she misses Texas and plans on leaving and going back. And kind of that was the situation that started it all because Patrick and SpongeBob were like, now what can we do to make Sandy stay? So maybe I was kind of looking at it in the wrong way. So I'm with you because Sandy kind of brought up the conflict and then SpongeBob and Patrick tried to work together and then it ended up making her stay in, in the end. So, I see. That was just my internal monologue. Okay, let's move on. Here we go. No, um, no I was <laughs> really, we, were, we, were, we were
2: captivated. I was deep in thought. Yeah, we were, we deep were deeply thought. moved and speechless. Oh, my um, God. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> um, I guess... At this point, um, we kind of started talking about Sandy, and I wasn't really thinking about it at the beginning of the show, but I just thought of it now. Sandy Cheeks also made a huge development across the show as well, because when she was brought in, like you were talking about, she wasn't really a main character, and she didn't have a whole lot going on other than being uh, that... A squirrel, that... Southern... Yeah. Country Texas vibe to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then later on, she turned into a relatively, I wouldn't say main character yet, but there was definitely shows that were mostly revolving around her. And she also had, I don't really know when this started, but they're just all of a sudden sprang up this whole thing about how Sandy was a scientist. Which kind of, I she, don't. Yeah. She was
0: smart from the beginning when she was brought in, but she, it was kind of a, a weird thing to spring that this, this squirrel with already one character trait being that she's a Texan is also a scientist. Like it was, it was weird Mm -hmm. to do. And that, that is quite a big change that she made throughout the show. Like, and it, and I don't know about you guys, but it just seems to me like it was extremely,
2: extremely abrupt. Like, I don't think there was any sort of general, uh, lead up into it at all. I think it was just kind of, all of a sudden, it's like one week it was someone entered a staff meeting for the show and was right. like hey guys I got this great idea Sandy is actually a scientist and <laughs> everyone's just like cool oh, cool let's run with it
1: <laughs> right and it kind of changed her whole dynamic really because then she was kind of like not doing the stupid stuff she was above that stupid stuff now
0: which kind of, which kind of set her away? Because, like I, like we kind of talked about in the beginning, was that they were not stupid. It was just the way they handled situations was weird, right? Um, right. And that kind of set Sandy apart when the show, when the main characters SpongeBob and Patrick got dumb and childish, Sandy was kind of in her own world, bringing balance to the show when she was in it, bringing balance of knowledge and adultness to the show. Right. And there's. Excuse me. There was definitely an element of her actually having
2: a little bit of snobbiness to her at times.
0: Am I incorrect in saying yeah, that? Yeah, like the, the 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 episode where SpongeBob wanted to come in, but he needed water. And she almost made fun of him for it. I mean, SpongeBob and Patrick both are sitting at the painting table and they dry up and they're Yeah, Water. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah,
2: pinky out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Went did down, yeah, pinky right. out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, okay. Um, oh, sorry. Did you have something, Ben? No, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to see if we wanted to kind of transition um, to the downfall of SpongeBob itself. I mean, obviously, no, the longer the longer the show goes, it's obviously not going to be as popular as it first started out or when it was in its prime. So, like, what what kind of was the ending turning point of characters, animation style, writing style that made it ultimately just stop?
0: Well, it. Uh, well, I guess, sorry. It, <laughs> but I mean, complex. it's, well, that, that's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it shows your complete lack of knowledge about the show. What? Um, uh, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> wow. You're about to get corrected. <laughs> Dang. Um, you know, I'm more of a uh, <laughs> historian than up to date on my knowledge because I don't know if the show is still going or not. Is it? Honestly, I don't know either because every once in a while it seems like they'll roll out a couple episodes. Yeah. Ob- obviously not with Steven Hillenberg. but right. he did come back. After he left, he came back to the show. Uh, so uh, it, it, <laughs> it did look up for the show at one time. Mm-hmm. So... Well, I guess uh, I guess no one's I mean I,
2: I think it's it's a good question and I guess we might have to um just add a little bit of differentiation as to whether or not that should be answered in the context of Stephen Hillberg's gone, show is going downhill and where that kind of rock bottom was or we should look at what what brought Stephen back or what was even if even as Steven was back, was the show still going uphill or downhill or steady?
1: There we go. All right, that's that's perfect to round out everything. So okay, we'll do what made Steve Hillenberg leave first, and then we'll do
0: what brought him back. All right, go. <laughs> Let's go monologue. I, I would say what made him leave is he just overall didn't like the direction the show was in. I think it had already started going downhill while he was, people didn't like, people were trying to put in their own ideas that he didn't like and he just left. It was his first, okay. first demotion in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his choice to leave? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Amazing. I, I okay, know, so. <laughs> I, was, I know that he, he left. It, it must have been because, like I said, he was still on the show and he, was not showrunner. He was still on the show, but he appointed Paul Tibbet to be the showrunner. Oh, he appointed Paul Tibbet. He he knew he was dropping down, so he had to pick someone. So he appointed
2: Paul Tibbet. And that, okay, that, 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 I mean, I would assume that would his it, decision it to step down choice. if yeah. he chose the next person. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we have to use our, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, our. Deductive skills? Deductive skills, yep. Can't think of the word, but I know what it means. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess. Uh, what was was there a series of events or trend of the show that brought him back? I guess the I guess the question we've already talked about that a little bit. I guess so. What was the
0: circumstances that he came back? Do you have an answer to that? I I don't have an exact answer to that, and I but I would have to say that it was. This is p- purely guess. I have no idea, but <laughs> everyone can pretty agree as a consensus. They can pretty agree that the show went downhill when he wasn't there, and the show was always kind of his baby. It was it was his idea. The show was completely his from the beginning. Correct and when he left. Tell me correct? Um, okay, well... It, <laughs> when when he left the show... Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I, when he left the show, it I went know. downhill.
0: And everyone pretty much agrees on that. Now, I think it was kind of him seeing that, hey, this is not good. Maybe I ought to try and write the show. Because it, it did change when he came back. The show... It, it didn't go back to the original way that it was, but... It, he de- when he came back, he definitely brought elements back of the original show, and it got better. And as an objective opinion, it, the show got better when he came back. Um, so I would, I don't know for sure, but I would say it would vastly have to do with the fact that he, well, the show was his baby, and he it was his thing, and he didn't like the way it was heading. Yo, yeah, I mean, I I feel like anyone
2: would have that reaction. Like, you know, he put his blood, sweat, and tears into the show. And he didn't like where it was going, decided to step back a little bit, and then he saw it totally just run off the rails, and he's like,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, hold on. This is not right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm taking back over. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which I think is a a, a fair synopsis (laughs) of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know the shows that Steven came back for because the show went downhill in conjunction with me not having time to watch as much anymore. Um, So those two things, but together, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with the new episodes.
0: um, I don't know the new, new ones either. If I'm going to be honest. Um, And I don't know any specific shows that he was or was not there for. Mm -hmm. Um, I know from doing research that, like a, a few shows that he wasn't like. There was one where Mr. Krabs told SpongeBob not to make faces because he'd freeze like that. <laughs> and I can tell you that he was yeah. not there for that show. Okay. I and hope I, I'm not. I hope I'm not just lying. But I'm. Pre- I am ninety nine percent sure that that show he was not there. I.
2: I think I don't. I don't know. No one's input on this. I. I think I know that show, and I sincerely hope that he was not there for it. Yeah, because it was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> it, was,
0: yeah. it was bad. It was not a good, not a good episode.
1: Right, and that and that's kind of the epitome of like, let's appear appeal to younger and broad audiences, right? I mean, how many times from a parent or whatever do you hear that kind of saying, right? And then a whole fiasco <laughs> ensues, and you never make that face. I forget. So, yeah, I yeah. could see that. So. That's cool. Well, it looks like he came back in 2014 and then uh he was with the writing up until he passed away back in 2018. So, yep, just want to look that up and SpongeBob is actually still going. Just to correct myself cuz I am complete lack of knowledge. I am uh
2: <laughs> absolutely wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but it's uh, it's it's not like they're putting out seasons. Like they were, I don't think because I mean, I don't have cable um, and so I don't see those advertisements and that sort of thing. But even when I do see stuff online or anything like that, it seems like, hey, check out Nickelodeon for uh, a release of like a new SpongeBob episode. It's not like they release a new season. It's like there's every once in a while they'll kind of gather up the old crew and yeah, throw together a, <laughs> an episode or two. You know what I mean? right right to that effect yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i love it kind of rally the troops and kick out a one or two spongebob episodes and then we'll worry about it like
0: a year from now yeah yeah (laughs) um that's funny i i don't want to derail anything but i happen to remember why he left the show well left the show um Oh, so are you going to double back on yeah, everything I'm, that you I'm said? I'm going to double back on everything I said. Yeah. And it does have to do with that. He didn't like the way the show was going. <laughs> he didn't like, well, what I said wasn't wrong, but he didn't like the show was going because he originally envisioned it. He didn't want to go past the movie, the original SpongeBob movie. He thought the show was going to be over. Mm. He, 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 didn't, he didn't want to go past that. He thought the show should end there, and that's why. Right,
1: right. Yeah, so I remember you talking go. about that. There you go. There that, you go. I was
2: not aware of that because the Spongebob movie was relatively early in the Spongebob run, Yeah, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was like the 2003. Original movie. Yeah, the, 2000. original, the, the sponge out of water was absolute garbage. It was pretty bad, yeah. And I assume Steven Hillenburg was not involved with in that. Boy, I hope so. At least not <laughs> lead.
0: Because <laughs> I, 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 I hate to look down upon him, but I would definitely look down upon him if he was a part of that.
1: You guys, I love it. Okay, cool. I think I think that pretty ties a nice pretty bow on an otherwise all over the place amazing interview with Mr. Andy. Uh, what do you think, big guy? Anything else? Uh, Who are you talking to at this point? Anybody?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think we kind of hit an extremely. Uh, broad range <laughs> of stuff, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, it, and it was a little bit was a little bit different because we it ra- rarely does an episode go by where we don't, you know, talk about SpongeBob in some fashion, mm-hmm. whether it's not mentioned or anything like that. But normally, it's us just quoting our favorite episodes <laughs> or something like you know something dumb like that, talking about some SpongeBob spoof, um but you know actually kind of talking about the uh you know the how the show changed over the course of the course of the series that you know we haven't really done before right <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I love it. It's cool. Okay, just one last talking point so they are they're actually planning on making another SpongeBob movie, the third one. They need to stop. It's slated to come, to come do. out in yeah. and it's slated slated to come out in May of 2020 and Hans Zimmer will compose the music. Hans Zimmer. That's the same guy that did like the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale, the guy that did Interstellar. The music He's going to be, be composing right? the yeah, the music is going to be amazing.
2: The music might it's be going to be super The movie's going to be terrible. Will it? Will it fit SpongeBob? Like, it seems like an odd swing in topics for well, this guy you to. Know, I well, I tune, highly doubt if there's going to be Batman in. music.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> in the SpongeBob movie, T-
1: tune in <laughs> next year when we have Andy back on the show to talk about the review <laughs> of the <laughs> <next laughs> movie <from laughs> review <laughs> from Andy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, That's perfect. All right, man. This is a great show, Andy. Thank you so much for being with us. It means a lot. As always, you can find us online at Young Nostalgia on uh anchor you can find us on apple podcast stitcher spotify google play any way you get your podcast hit us up we'll be there hit that subscribe button scroll down hit that five star button take 30 seconds of your day and write a small review on why you like what we do uh we'd love to hear from you as always you can give us an email at young nostalgia pod at gmail.com for future episode uh topics as well if you'd like to be a a guest we would love to have you on just like mr andy here sitting right beside ben i bet it's wonderful over there in a sweaty room together (laughs) as always thank you guys so much for joining us ben anything else big guy
2: no it is a thousand degrees in this room especially (laughs) because we we only got one mic too so we're like both crammed in right next to this thing like (laughs) our our bodies are touching right now and it's horrible they're
1: they're basically making out over this mic (laughs) Hmm just got awkward a little bit <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my god it's great Um, cool uh, another week gone another wonderful nostalgia episode coming to you. <laughs> then and now volume 9 this was amazing alright big guy Andy thank you so much it means a lot you're the best can't wait to have you on again as we always say here on Young Nostalgia
2: keep the vials empty and the ashtrays full
1: we'll talk to you next week